Welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast with Gemma and Makala. We're both coaches and entrepreneurs, passionate about teaching you how to set up and run your coaching business, create more time and manage your mind. Because you're changing the world one mind at a time. Hello, and welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast, episode number 14. And in this episode, we're going to talk about all the awesomeness that comes along with writing your own book. And the reason we're doing this is because the lovely Gemma has relatively recently released her own book. So what's your book called, Gemma? (laughs) Hello, thank you for the plug. How fun. Uh, My book is called Done With Dull. And what's it about? It is all about um, how to write an amazing website that sounds like you. It's all about being you in your business and using that as the marketing strategy rather than your typical marketing strategies of, um, you know, focusing 100% on the clients. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what it's it's all about. So using yourself um, in your business is what works. Awesome. And while we're at it, where can people get hold of a copy? Oh, well, absolutely. They can go to my website, um, contentlydriven.com, or the best place is Amazon. So if you just pop over to Amazon and type in done with dull, D-U-L-L, uh, you'll find it there. Also on the book depository, Barnes and Noble, and somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> it appeared somewhere else, like Ooh. Apple Books or Google Books, maybe. I'm not sure. Is Apple Books a thing? Did I make that up? I no, I made that up. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. I don't personally use it, but I'm pretty sure it's a thing. It sounds like it would be a thing. Let's go yes. with that. But yes, Amazon's probably your easiest bet. Excellent. All right. Shameless plug time over. So (laughs) what we really wanted to talk about today or what I really wanted to talk about today was Gemma wrote this book in, to me, and, you know, I'm the productivity queen, but even to me, she wrote it in an incredibly short period of time. So, Gem, can you tell us a bit about how you did that? Like, What were you thinking? How did you organize it? What did you do? How did you get, well, I guess for starters, how long did it take you to write the book? And then tell us how you achieved that in such a short period of time. Yeah, of course. Uh, I wrote it in five months. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So I started February this year, February of 2021, and I finished around the same date of June. 2021. So um, yeah, it was five months, which at the time felt like a lifetime, you know, Mm. like this is never going to end. But looking back, (laughs) you know, looking back at it, I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. Well, that was that done. That was really quick. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, but obviously during the process, um, I mean, the main thing I did really, how I did it was commitment. Um, Mm. So I chose I had a specific time that I wrote the same time every single week and I just did it. And there is a little bit about it in, in my book. I think it's in the first chapter actually, when I was um, 
reviewing it, like, you know, going over it after it had all been done and I sort of added it in. It was like um, how uncomfortable it felt doing it, but, Mm. you know, feeling uncomfortable really is the key to keep going. And, you know, I I almost put in there as well that, you know, maybe my next book can be called um, How to Feel Like Shit When Writing a Book, you know. So (laughs) it didn't feel great. A lot of the time, especially when, again, what the preface of the book is about is how uncomfortable things can make you feel when you're writing them, especially yeah. when you're being so truthfully and, and honest. It, it just feels all sorts of ick. Um, but, yeah, the main thing is just the commitment. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you say that about how it feels to write the book that it feels so awful because I was actually listening to um, an Amy Porterfield podcast this morning and she's just doing a bit of a day in the life and she was saying how she was doing some writing for her book that she's got coming out it's taken her longer than five months just saying Um, and yeah she said that she's been feeling absolutely miserable and terrible and like had all of these negative emotions coming up while writing the book So it's really interesting that you say that I'm yet to experience that, but I'm also yet to write a book. So there you go. I mean, some people can get it even with writing blog posts, right? I guess so. Yeah. When you're writing something that's that honest, that you're going to put out into the, you know, big wide world of billions of people to see literally, Mm. you know, it, it kind of flows across the board of any kind of writing Mm. and, it, yeah, it, it is It is interesting. It is, I don't know, there's something just uncomfortable and scary about it, but that's why commitment's so important. Um, otherwise, you will stop. It, mm. That's kind of your biggest block, you know, and I'm so many people I think maybe will go to do it and then just stop because they don't push through that discomfort. Mm. Uh, and the same with anything, yeah. writing a blog, writing an article, uh, even writing something on your website. I mean, how many times do you put that off and put that off and put that off, you know? So I think it sort of goes across the board. But when it comes to a book, I guess it's so many words that can be a real deterrence mm. because it's so much more substantial, I guess. So, like, with writing blog posts, because mm-hmm. you know that when I first started doing it, it was, like, painful and it took yeah. like, three weeks to write one of them. Yeah, yeah. But now, like, I've written five in the past two weeks or week and a half so with writing your book did that get easier as you got through it or was sort of every chapter or every new concept like a whole new can of worms yeah that's that's an interesting question I'm I'm trying to remember I yeah I think it depended on what I was writing about for Mm -hmm. sure uh you know and then all of the mind blocks that come up that, that when your brain tries to stop you, you know, no one's going to read it. No one's going to like it. Who do you think <laughs> you are? You know, all of the the shit that goes with it, you know. So I, I think, yeah, it was a, a different can of worms really every time. <laughs> yeah, to, to be honest. But, I mean, that you make a good point there. Like tell us what, what changed for you. Like how were you able to, you know, how are you able to write blog posts so much easier now? than back in the day (laughs) it's it's kind of like making social media videos Mm. you know it's just practice yeah you just Mm -hmm. like now I mean I guess it's sort of when I first started 
I analyzed every word I said. It's like, oh, can I, should I say that? Will that be taken the wrong way? Will people think I'm stupid? All of that sort of stuff. Whereas now it's like, I've got something to just, I've got something to say is my point of view as my business, my blog, I'm just going to say it. And you know, if, if people have got thoughts about that, then I'm cool with that. Exactly right. And that's another big block. I know mm. that a lot of people struggle with, you know, writing that, like being honest in that and writing in that way, you will piss people off. People will not like you. And, you know, being humans where that's a big part of us, mm. you know, it, it really is. I mean, if we, you know, got pushed out of our herd, then, you know, we were probably going to die. You yeah. Know? So acceptance is a huge part of us. So when you're being honest with a overriding fear of, oh my God, someone's going to read this and not like me, or I'm going to say the wrong thing or any of that, you know, it is a, a basic human reaction. So, you know, just like you said, to just start to, oh, fuck it. Someone doesn't like it. Who cares? You, you mm. know, it's Pretty really nice. starting. Yeah. It's really starting to, to break that down. And that does take a long time. Mm. It does. Oh yeah. Like I'm in the what's this? This is the end of my fourth year of business. And like, it's only in the last couple of months that I've, and I've been doing a blog since I started. Exactly right. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And it, it's sort of one of those, you know, many thoughts that aren't going to just go away. Mm. So you've really got to keep on top of them and manage yeah. them, you know, because they, they are so biological, I guess, <laughs> you, you know, that it is, one of our basic human needs of belonging. So it's one that is always going to pop up and you know it's going to be there to block you because you're scared of, you know, being out in the open field and, a, I don't know, a pterodactyl coming to eat you. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm a little bit, um, you know, not quite right there with the uh, dates and times of humans and dinosaurs. But, well, you, you I know. I think we'll give you the creative license on that one, seeing as you are a writer. So it's all good. <laughs> So, Jem, can I bring you back to, I want to come back to the how of how you got it done. So okay. you mentioned that you wrote at a certain time every week. So yes. was that, tell us more about that. Like, what did that look like? How did that work? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean, to start, like, so last year I decided this year was going to be the year, you know, I'm, I'm finally going to do it, finally going to write a book. I've wanted to write a book since I was a little kid. Again, you'll read about that in the book. Um, why are we recording this? No. <laughs> yeah, um, just get a copy of the book. Okay, episode over. Episode done. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so I decided and I thought, oh, I'm not going to piss around. You know, I it, it needs to be, you know, you can't sort of just go in willy-nilly. So I did work with a book coach at the start to help me organise my brain. You know, because me being me, my brain was everywhere. I'm like, I want to write about this. And then I want to write about that. And then I want to write about this. <laughs> and then I wonder if I can put this in there too, you know? So yeah. it was, yeah, it was just thoughts and stuff and everywhere. So the most important part is putting it together, mm. making a structure and then following it. So, you know, for example, I'm not going to write from, you know, Wednesday 2 to 4 p.m., um, willy-nilly it's you you, you'll you'll get to 2 p.m and sit there and be like what am I going to do or waste half the time figuring it out yeah you know so it was structured I structured it you know 
um, this chapter about this. And then the next week was, um, you know, reviewing chapter one and blah, 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 and then chapter two and then review two. And, you know, so it just kept all of that going and it was structured. I knew exactly, like not saying I knew the name of every chapter and all of that, yeah. but it was everything planned in that, you know, so chapter one will be, you know, maybe these four points. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it has to be structured or planned or you're going to waste so much time. Mm. And it was so your much. coach that helped you sort all that out yeah yeah and it's usually something I would do myself but I thought well you know what I haven't done this before uh I understand the power of coaching right how coaching helps you I'm like well let's yeah Mm. let's get someone to help me do this like why not um and then it just went on from there you know it was yeah so on average like how long did you spend each week working on it two hours it was two hours yes each week yeah wow that's really that's amazing that in only well though I guess you write for a living but yeah if I think if I did two hours writing a week for five months I'd probably come up with enough for a leaflet (laughs) but but yeah look I mean I I yeah I am a writer I guess for a living, you know, and, but that was the thing as well. I was like, well, I've never written a book before. Yeah. Mm. Right. Copy and blogs. This is a whole nother ball game. So to save myself all of the brain drama, you know, like, well, let's get in the help. Why not Mm. get someone to help me sort my shit out, sort my brain out. And yeah, it was, you know, it's what I needed, but if, that's not what you want to do, then it's all about planning. You need to figure out. It's almost like when you go to write anything, you know, a blog post or even a social media post, it's just more words. Who are you writing it for? What's the book about? What's the overriding message? All of those things you you need to know when you're writing it, you know, what's your book avatar you know, I had an avatar when I was writing the book, as you would with anything. Like, why would you not do that in this type of writing when you do it with everything else? Mm. You know, That's and it always takes point. you back to that. Yeah, to keep it aligned, to keep it along the, the same way. Because the more and more you write, you know, like say, I don't know, seven weeks in, I'm on chapter whatever. God knows what I've done back at one. But to keep that consistency going, you know, you want your avatar, you want all of that stuff. It's no different than copywriting, really, mm. you know, to keep it in that consistent way. And then it it, it just helps with everything because if, if you're not keeping to a structure, if you're not planned, you're never going to get it done. Mm. Now, that's really interesting about thinking of the avatar, that I wouldn't have thought of that Yeah, when writing a book. That actually makes... That makes all the difference when I think about it. Like yeah. that makes it clearer and, it, yeah, it just seems easier to create a structure if I know who I'm writing for. Yeah, well, exactly. it's probably like book writing 101 but thought never even occurred to me. Yeah, exactly, right? And, there's, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of free resources out there on that sort of stuff but, honestly, if you almost look at it at the same way of, of copywriting, you know, Who's, who's your avatar? Who's your target audience? Who's your niche? Like, and if all of it, what do they want to know? 
what can I help them with? What are they thinking? All of the usual copy questions. Yeah. You know, do that with with a book. It makes it just makes perfect sense, and I think it makes it a lot easier. As well. Yeah, it makes well for me at least. Thinking about it, it makes it it takes it from being this big scary monster thing that yeah. I would actually like to attempt to. Ah, oh, I can do that because I do that. Okay. Yeah, totally right. And then it's also, uh, you know, knowing your why. Like I've wanted to write a book since I was a little girl, so it wasn't hard, really. Mm. Like, yeah, okay. Well, going back to the start of this podcast, yes, my you know brain and all of that was taken over, and it felt super uncomfortable. But it, it's what I wanted to do. Mm. So it, of course, I, you know, pushed through those two hours per week. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. Yeah. You know, so it's really about why so many people now like, oh my god I need to write a book because everyone else has it's like well no you don't do you even want to did you even think about writing a book ever before in your life don't do it mm. so it's it's all about the why as well so important otherwise you're not going to do it and I want to I do want to come back to that a bit more later yeah. on um but I just coming back to the the how of how you did it so what did you use to write? Did you just use a Google Doc or did you use some other funky software that, like, you know how there's stuff that make that makes it so you can't do any um, formatting or anything, so you're just really focused on getting the words out? Like, what oh, did right. you use? Um, just, yeah, a Google document. <laughs> Uh, I actually, it's a question. Yeah, no. <laughs> just, people ask, just, ask yeah, normal Google Doc. And sometimes as well I would um, speak and then transcribe it. But I actually found that to waste more time because mm. you spend so much time trying to figure out the transcription. Yeah. That kind of comes out higgledy-piggledy, you know. Yeah. And I think that's because so many of them are American and they don't understand our accent. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I actually found it, even though I can talk and blabber on for forever, for me, just typing it is so much better because, again, when you talk, you blabber on. So you're trying mm. to remove all the blabber and then the words that make no sense. So some people could probably speak an entire book and then have someone else transcribe it, mm. you know. I think um, Mel Robbins actually did that. Okay. She had a block with writing it and so yeah. she then spoke it instead and had someone transcribe it. I'm pretty sure she mentioned that with her latest book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, like I tell some, some of my clients really that have big copywriting blocks, the same sort of thing. If you're really struggling, speak it, speak it into an app, speak it into something. Maybe that will help you write the way you speak. Maybe it'll help with your voice. It'll take that overwhelm down, Mm. you know? So, I mean, absolutely if if you really want to write a book speak the whole thing get a professional to transcribe it probably worth the money it really just depends but for me being a writer I yeah it, just typing it worked so much better for me yeah I think yeah. I'd be the same I yeah. I'm I find it much easier to like even when I do solo podcasts I actually prefer to have a script I prefer to get it all out of my head and get it ordered yeah and then do it. So yeah, 
Yeah, totally. And you know, I'm I guess I'm I'm pretty experienced with with writing, so I I was able every session to just have a few sort of a few of my dot points and then just write, you know, but you know, if for someone who's not a writer, maybe add on that 5 months to 10 because you may want to spend one session of the full planning of, you mm. know, more than dot points you know, really planning the structure, full structure out and then doing the writing in the next one, you know, so it's really what works for you. But for me, having dot points of this chapter, this, 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 and this, I'm able to write quite freely. Yeah. Um, but it's, I guess you can find what works for you mm. as well, you know, um, but yeah, some, some people love the transcription thing. It doesn't really work for me. And, and I don't feel like a writer, you know, it's like, but (laughs) I want to be Hemingway sitting in his, you know. Yeah. I don't think he was, I don't think he was, he was recording it and having it transcribed. Yeah, totally right. Yeah. In my bar in the corner there in Cuba, drinking my, you know, mojitos or my Cuba. Cuba Libres or whatever those drinks. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Rum. Yeah. Drinking my rum and smoking my cigars and banging away on my typewriter. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing you. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I wanted to feel like a writer. <laughs> Did you have like, because you didn't have a typewriter, did you ever consider getting one of those really noisy keyboards? just so you could pretend you're on a typewriter. Well, it's funny you mention that. I actually am a major keyboard basherer anyway. <laughs> I bash my keys. I always have. I love hearing the sound. So Actually, yes. I remember you asking me if there was a setting on Zoom that you could yeah. use so yeah. other people couldn't hear you bashing away. So that's yeah. right. I had forgotten that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> that's hilarious um okay so once you had your manuscript done because that's like that's what the first draft is called isn't it the manuscript that's ready apparently yep Yep. that was that was new information to me so there you go well apparently the first completed draft is called a manuscript because I know everything because I'm listening to Amy Porterfield and um so once you had that done what did you do? Like, I know you sent it to me and I had a bit of a read. Was that at that point once you had the first draft done or had you already had some, like, did you use a professional editor? What did you do? You finished it? You've got your your draft, you know, your first bit done. Yeah. What did you do so, next? Yeah. So after the first draft, I, re- I went through the entire thing mm-hmm. myself. Uh, and, yeah, then I sent it to you and a couple of people to have a read over. Uh, before I sent it to an editor mm-hmm. and, um, and you- of Sorry. course it went to an editor on yeah. hello <laughs> like what even the best authors in the world have editors even the editors of the editors have editors like you know <laughs> what I mean of yep. course it went to an editor um, but before that I wanted just you know a couple of opinions and things like that uh, before I sent it off because you know and then I, I sent some questions. So do you think anything's missing? Mm. What do you think here? You know, as, as you know, um, just to sort of, yeah, help me with, with that draft. And then of course I sent it to people within my niche and my avatar. Right. Mm. So there's no point sending it to someone who, you know, 
isn't that person or they're probably going to be like, this is crap or I don't get yeah. it or you, don't, you know what I mean. You don't send it to Uncle Joe if you were no. female entrepreneurs. Yeah. It, exactly. <laughs> yep. Same as with anything, you know. Yeah. Same as with anything. You'd never send it to Uncle Joe if Uncle Joe is not your target audience. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, I do have an Uncle Joe. Is that surprising? <laughs> of course, you do. Yeah. You're why would I not? You've got every everyone. Yeah. yeah. Why would I not? So, yep, definitely would not have sent it to him. So, I had an Uncle Bob. <laughs> oh, you did. Pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway. Right, no sending to Bob I, either. Okay. I digress. Um. So, how did you find your editor? Like, how did you? Yeah, how did you find someone to edit it for you? Did you go through a professional agency or did you, like, put something out on Upwork yeah. or something like that? How yeah, did you and I asked a few people that, you know, other copywriters, copywriters work with editors all the time. So I mm-hmm. just, yeah, asked around if anyone knows um, book editors and I spoke to a couple and, and, yeah, that was it. But it's no different to just Google it. Okay. Look for book editor, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so then once you had it edited, like how did you, I guess, first question or part A of the question is what, how did you decide to publish it? Like did you decide, how did you make the decision to self-publish or try and go through a publishing house or whatever? And then part B is and what's the process of whichever path you decided to take? Yeah, that sort of took a little while for me to figure that out because when, again, when I was a little girl, I dreamed about having a book like with my name on it with, you know, a little penguin on it, you know. <laughs> yep. Um, and it was funny. I was so adamant in the start. It's like, no, you're not a real author unless, you know, the publishing house does it and takes it and whatever, whatever. So I'm like, oh, all right. So me being me, off I went on the research bandwagon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and from what I saw, what I read, uh, self-publishing was more the way to go. Um, yeah. Publishing houses these days, it seems a lot of them will approach, right? So like, you know, you mentioned Amy Porterfield speaking about hers, potentially publishing houses have contacted her to write a book because, yeah. right? because she, you know, she's super famous and all of that. Um, so it was a matter of do I want to be selling my soul on the phones, doing this, selling myself to a million publishing houses, keep going through the no's and then a no and then a no and then a no and then a no to maybe get a yes, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was sort of that decision of, well, if self-publishing is an option and I can publish it how I want, publish houses can um, rip shreds through it, you know, or you have to write sort of exactly how they want type thing. Yeah. So it's really up to you which you prefer. For me, yeah, doing all of that research, I might just go, yeah, self-publishing. And then finding that again was just on the good old Google searching. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So once you decided to self-publish, what did you have to do? Like talk us through the process of self-publishing a book. Um, yeah, right. I mean, it, the one I worked with was amazing. So, yeah, he was just like, this is how it works. This is what we do. So I'm like, cool, take my money. 
Oh, so you had someone who like organized that for you. The oh, yeah. Oh, okay. How else would you do it? I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, that's well, why I'm that's asking. Self-publish. Yeah, there's there's self-publishing publish houses. You know oh, that, okay. that take care of all of that for you. Yeah, just Google them. There's millions. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's the type of thing. It's like, what, what do you? I I mean, I guess I could have gone down the road of trying to figure it all out and do it myself. Mm. You know, I mean, I, like from the editing and the graphic design cover. I guess once that's all there, then I could have done the rest myself. Um, but again, it's like, is that just wasting time? Being yeah. like, oh, I'm confused. I don't know what to do now. Well, no. It, it, you know, it, again, it's just sometimes it's easier to have someone do it. And, and that, that's it. There's a business and a company to help you with everything. So, of mm-hmm. course, there's businesses and companies that are going to help you self-publish your book. And they take care of all the stuff that I don't really know mm. or I don't need to know. Or yeah. worry about. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So it, it really is about just, just researching, you know, and some people are like, oh, my God, how did you do it? And how did you do that? And it's like, just research. <laughs> so using this company to self-publish, like how does it work? Do you pay them an amount up front and then they get an amount per book? Or is it just, a you know, you pay them and they set it all up and then yeah, that's it? Basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they put it on the different platforms for you. Yeah. They did. They did all of that. Okay, cool. Yeah. They did all of that. Um, but then showed me how I want to do it myself as well, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, it, it's, I mean, you, you're going to have to pay a graphic designer to design your front cover unless you can, maybe you can, I don't know. Well, that was the next question I was going yeah. to ask you. You're going to have to pay an editor anyway. So why not pay someone else to do all of that stuff that, you know, will take you so much longer to figure out how to do yourself, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And with your, um, with your cover design, I think you mentioned to me that you had to get a book, like a graphic designer who specializes in book covers. Well, Is I mean, right? again, you don't have to, but why would you not? It's the same as copywriters. There's copywriters that specialize in all different areas of copy, you know, website copy or blogs or white papers or they're financial copywriters or legal copywriters. And when it comes to graphic designers, it's the same thing, Mm. you know. So it it was like a no-brainer. Of course, I'm going to find a graphic, graphic designer that specializes in book covers, you know, and I'm not fussy either. So I'm just like, well, here's, you know, give me a questionnaire and whatever it is and you tell me what my cover should look like that's not my job like why why would I pay them (laughs) you know I didn't pick the photo on the front I didn't even think my face would be on it but uh, like yeah it's really about trusting the process as well but that's the thing if you want to be in full control of it then maybe you should design it yourself or do it yourself or not get an editor or whatever that is Mm. you know so it's really just about I guess surrendering to the process and letting it happen. And, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm not a graphic designer. So that's up to the designer to do that. Yes, I've done some editing work before. I'm not a big fan of editing. Um, again, I've never, I've edited ebooks, not book books. Um, I mean, some are just as long, but 
again, you know, I'm not an expert editor. So of course I'd get an editor that specializes in books, you know, to do all of that stuff. So yeah, it's really not, I guess, as big as process as people think it is because you've got people to do all the other steps of it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a copywriter and I have someone who edits and proofreads my stuff, you know, it's the yeah. same thing because no matter what you do, there's always going to, you can't pick up every mistake, especially if you've read it 600,000 times. Mm. And let me tell you, after you've read chapter four, 600,000 times, you never want to read it again. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have to admit, I've got yeah. another friend who wrote a book and yeah. it, it published, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe 12 months ago now. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. But he wrote this book, I swear to God, it was like over six years. And he would write a chapter and send it to me and I'd read it and suggest edits and then he'd rewrite it and send it back. And by the time the book was published, I'm like... I can't do it. I yeah, cannot read it again, Yeah. even though we had a professional editor in the end. But it's like, I don't know if there's changes to it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's added extra. I can't do it. I nah. cannot read that book again. I've read it mm-hmm. so many times. I just yeah. don't want to know. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a bit like that. Yeah. You know, and they were like, well, we need you to do a final read through. You know, I'm like, oh, I, just, <laughs> I, I just don't think I can anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So there is that part of it, you know, it is a lot of repetition. And once you've put the time into all the writing, there's all the time you have to put into the rereading mm. and reading over it and then reading over it again. And then it's gone to a, you know, third edit and then you read over it again. Then it has to go to a proofreader. It obviously needs a fresh set of eyes, same as a copywriter. Mm. Always, you know, then you have to read it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know so it yeah I guess actually that that part of it for me I think was yeah more challenging than actually writing it I think so yeah yeah I can understand that yeah I'd I'd just I'd tune out of my own book I'd be like yeah whatever skimming over the page yeah it really does get like that. And, and you know, you kind of think about it and you're like, I wonder if like actors do this with, like imagine being an actor and you've spent two years filming a massive movie. Like I really want to watch that. Imagine how many takes they've done, how many times they've watched that scene. It's kind of but I think it's different for them though because you never see how it all fits together because you always film everything out of order. That's true, so you, isn't you've it? still got the, you know, the element of surprise or because you that's might know true. the story, but, yeah, you don't know. You haven't seen it all put together. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But, yeah, so that part does get really super repetitive. Yeah. Um, and true. I think the next thing I want to say as well is if it's something you really want to do, you know, what's the rush? Maybe you write once a month over two mm. years and that's okay. You know, there's no rush to get a book put together. Mm, Definitely not. Um, And I think my suggestion as well would be, you know, don't fall into the trap of wanting to change this. And like you just said, with that, you know, that person would send you a chapter and then he'd change it and send it back and change it and send it back, you know. If you keep doing that, that will take you six years to 
Yeah, that was that was a painful exercise. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like really trust what you've already got in your head, mm. and I think your initial thoughts. I guess. Mm. You know, your initial ideas, your initial concepts. So if you keep changing it and changing it and changing it, then you're only going to mess with your own head there as well. Yeah, true. And and that is what happened. He had to keep, like, mm. I think at one point for a whole year, he didn't touch it at all. Yeah. Because he, he was, like, there were three of us. And, yeah, we were all like, don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> Need a break. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, totally he was, right. He's just making himself a bit nuts with it, I think. Yeah, so I think it really is, yeah, on top of commitment, it's just the momentum. Mm. Like just keep keep going mm. and there's no need to look back in a way that, oh, my God, it's, maybe it's not good enough or it's not this or it's whatever it may be, you know, whatever's going on in your brain, yeah. don't let that take over. Like, of course, you need to go back and go over it and, you know, all of that and do your own edit and shifting and changing and whatever, but that's it, not mm. a complete, to, you know, to the point where you can't even look at it for a year. So I think the momentum of just keeping going, like once you've done the chapter, then the next, then the next, yep. then the next. Cool. Yeah. So, well, I think you pretty well covered the process for us and I've I learned some so. things that I did not know, <laughs> which is awesome. So, I guess my next question for you is, and this is what I mentioned earlier I wanted to ask about, what do you see as the value of writing a book for a coach, like as a copy coach, mm. what is the value that you see that having written a book brings to your, to your practice? Or how, what do you foresee as being the value? being a published author of course it's I mean it's funny you mentioned that like I said my reason for it was just because I wanted to I never planned on it's gonna I'm gonna sell this many copies and I want to use it as leverage to I don't know um sell coaching a higher ticket or any of that it was never I don't know it, it was never any of that but I guess now what I can see is that um, having a book, I, I guess it, like an actual published book, I guess it's that little perception of, yeah, I know my shit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, or I've got more than enough information to put into, you know, 48,000 words. Mm. Um, yeah, and maybe it, it can be a point of difference, right? If you're looking at it strategically as a coach, this is my point of difference over this coach that does the same thing, perhaps. Um, people might read the book and really like it and then find you that way, hmm. you know? So I guess it can be quite a good sales tool as well. But I would suggest, you know, again, I only write it, because you truly want to, don't, I don't think it would be the best space or feeling to come from maybe like a scarcity or a, you know, fear of missing out or whatever to do it in the hope that maybe you can, 
you know, make more money or whatever that yeah. may be. Or, or you're doing it because, you know, well, you're up, this other friend of yours did it and mm. now they're, they can say they're an international best-selling author and you want that title as well. Yeah. You know, and that's when you really have to start to ask yourself the questions like, do you, do, do you really want that? Or is it just because this person has it and you don't? It, and just because this person has it, that doesn't change anything. doesn't make them a better human. doesn't make them more valuable or doesn't validate them anymore. You know, all of that comes from you in, internally. So really, and, and again, going back to that sort of feelings, if you're thinking about writing a book, why right like what feeling do you think you'll arrive at yeah (laughs) we all know that's not a thing right (laughs) yeah it's it's interesting but I guess for me the value of it is um yeah somewhere that I was able to put all my information in and it's something I'm super proud of and Mm. it was a big learning curve for me to practice proud when it came out Mm. so that for me it was a a gift for me writing it and then for once actually stopping and feeling what proud feels like because Mm -hmm. um you know that's always been somewhere I've struggled in yeah so you know and that to me it's valuable that's like I don't know worth its weight in gold or whatever those sayings are just for me to feel proud even if it never sold a copy yeah that's awesome. All right, Jim. So that was very honest. <laughs> it was. It was great. So my last question for you is if you could give one piece of advice to all the coaches listening about writing a book, what would it be? And I'm going to let you recycle something that you've already said if, if you feel the need because you've, you've said some okay. really cool things. Yeah, I, I'm like, I, I really don't want to say like your reasons again. Well, I've said that many, many a time. Um, I think if you're writing a book as a coach and if you're wanting to write a coaching book, there are many out there, you know. A lot mm. of it's, I guess a lot of it's been said and and whatever, whatever, whatever. So I want you to write a book as a coach because it's something you truly do want not because you think it maybe will make you a better coach or you'll be able to sell higher or whatever it is and if you are writing a book just you know push through that discomfort because it will be there Mm. it will be there 100 percent. that's my two pieces of advice in one thanks fantastic All right, so I think we'll leave today's episode there. Mm. Um, I'm just going to give one more shameless little plug. So if you're interested, you can get a copy of Gemma's book, Done With Dull, by Gemma Lumicisi, by the way, if you're not so au fait with her surname. (laughs) You can get it on Amazon, The Book Depository, Potentially Apple Books. <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Was that it? Yeah, and my website. And Gemma's awesome. So I need to get my signed copy from you then now that you're selling them. So I'll do that. So 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode and until next time, keep on coaching. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about how we can give you the freedom to coach, then check out our website, www.freedomtocoach.com.au. Until next time, take care and keep on coaching.